You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Ironman. I'm not doing this. I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. If you go there now, you can check out my complete seven-round mock draft. Yep, it's out. It's the monstrosity. Going through all 259 picks from round one through round seven, as well as my big board of top 100 players related to that. Uh, we'll have all kinds of draft content for you there on SportingNews.com. And here, we're all draft all the time here, locked on fantasy football all the way through the entire 2021 NFL Draft. It's coming up on April 29th, so a little bit more than a couple weeks away. So we'll continue our series looking at the prospects. We got through the quarterbacks on a couple shows. If you missed those, we took the top three quarterbacks on my board. That would be uh, Trevor Lawrence, uh, presumably to the Jaguars, uh, Zach Wilson set up to go to the Jets, and then uh, Trey Lance, the high upside a quarterback from North Dakota State. And then we looked on yesterday's show at Alabama's Mac Jones, Ohio State's Justin Fields has another pro day coming up trying to boost his stock, and Florida's Kyle Trask. So now we'll turn to the triumvirate at the top of the wide receiver prospect board. I think you can go to any draft expert and say these are the top three guys. That would be Jamar Chase of LSU and the Alabama duo of Devonta Smith the Heisman Trophy winner, and Jalen Waddell. And really, you go to different people, the order will be different. Most people, I think, have Chase as the number one. Some people have Devonta Smith. A few have Waddell as the number one. And then there's a lot of uh, interchanging there between uh, Waddell and Smith. Who likes who better among the two Crimson Tide former standout superstars there. So... That's what we're going to do. We're going to look at uh, what these uh, receivers can offer to the NFL, their strengths, uh, mainly strengths, uh, not much weakness on any of these receivers, and uh, look at uh, their potential landing spots where they have gone in my latest mock draft, where they've gone in previous mock drafts, and kind of give you the kind of lowdown on what you can expect, not only as rookies here, will they have a Justin Jefferson type season, and have an explosive year and be a reliable fantasy football wide receiver immediately? Or will they need time to develop based on their talent, uh, quarterback, and situation here that they inherit at, in their first years as pros? All right, so let's dive right into Jamar Chase is number one on my board. 6-1-200. He opted out of the 2020 college football season. Didn't want to mess with it. He was already... Pretty locked in as an elite receiver here. He falls on the heels of Justin Jefferson. There's actually a second receiver from LSU that we'll talk about in depth uh, as we break down the rest of the wide receivers next after this show. Uh, that's Terrace Marshall, a big guy that emerged here. So they looked at uh, Chase and said, look, he's settled. He's got a very high upside for the NFL. No reason to come back, risk injury, risk illness there and play. And, uh, at the same time, you had uh, Marshall really step up and uh, produce. So Chase being absent kind of helped 
Marshall, and you'd already seen Chase go off with Jefferson there. So what you get in Chase, versatile, explosive, ideal number one type. You can put him anywhere on the field. You can put him outside. You can work him in the slot. He was great with Joe Burrow there. So I, I just like Chase because he does everything right. He kind of uh, combines that route running and explosiveness that you get uh, their technical route runner would be Devonte Smith, the explosiveness, getting an open field, making plays inside and outside, stretching the field quickness. Uh, that would be more of Jalen Waddle's game. But Chase kind of combines elements of both of those Alabama receivers, and he stands out a little bit from those rivals here. And again, we, we don't have to worry about any injury issues or weight concerns or any of that. He's solid uh, size prototypical here. He's not massive, but he's not tiny either, so that gives him a lot of versatility to line up everywhere and be productive. So, yeah, I'm excited about Jamar Chase. I think he's can't miss. We saw Justin Jefferson uh, go off, so we feel really confident that this other receiver from LSU is going to have a big-time career. And we know that Jefferson was considered to be the second guy during their championship run, explosiveness with their offense and uh, putting up big totals there with Joe Burrow. So, Jamar Chase, yeah, complete receiver. He's going to make any team happy. Now, what team is Jamar Chase going to go to? That's a very good question now. And he's definitely not going to go to the Jaguars or Jets. They're going to get take their quarterbacks. He's definitely not going to go to the 49ers who are going third and are going to decide between Trey Lance, Justin Fields, and Mac Jones, a quarterback. So let's start here with the Atlanta Falcons at number four. Yeah, they could take him. Bit of a luxury pick, however, because Julio Jones is still playing along. They used a first-rounder on Calvin Ridley just a couple years ago. So, yeah, Jones a first-round wide receiver. Ridley a first-round wide receiver. Now, they get pretty thin going beyond that. You have uh, Russell Gage. You have Olamide Zacchaeus. You have uh, Christian Blake. These other type of receivers there for the Falcons. So, yeah, could they use a third receiver? Would that take things to the next level, make them really hard to stop here, much like the Cowboys in adding CeeDee Lamb to Mari Cooper and Michael Gallup. Yeah, that, that would, but that's a real luxury pick for the Falcons. They're rebuilding their team, new head coach, new defensive philosophy. Arthur Smith comes in offensive-minded. He wants to run the ball, upgrade there, and uh, just have higher upside with the offense. So I think the Falcons are still going to lean towards taking a quarterback or trading down for some defensive help. So I do not see Jamar Chase suiting up as an Atlanta Falcon, although it would be intriguing to see him operate with those uh, two other receivers that obviously is not the greatest fantasy football landing spot for uh, Chase either if he's going to compete with uh, Ridley, who's really stepped up as wide receiver one, and Jones, when healthy, still is a wide receiver one. So Chase really in that situation can't be more than a wide receiver three. Then we look, his next landing spot is the Cincinnati Bengals at number five. Certainly they could go there. They've been tied a lot to Panay Sewell, the offensive tackle for Oregon. He opted out as well, so he's locked and loaded. He's the best tackle in this class, complete player. They could use him in many ways. They've also looked at Kyle Pitts, the tight end, being a, what Joe Burrow did, working in the middle of the field, all that good stuff here. So, yeah, you like uh, what... Chase could do reuniting with Burrow. You know that chemistry is already there, but you got T. Higgins. He's pretty good on the outside and can make some plays. Uh, you look at uh, Tyler Boyd working in the slot. 
They certainly could use a third receiver. They're down to Auden Tate would be their next option here. CJ Uzuma, a tight end, uh, could be attempting there because he's coming off a major injury for the Bengals. So, again, Chase, Chase is going to be tempting, but I think the the Bengals, uh, much like last year when they took Higgins after Burrow as a second rounder, I think they'll target wide receiver a little later in the draft, take care of offensive tackle, jump on Sewell here at number five. Now, where it gets interesting for one uh, Jamar Chase is the team picking at six. They were the team originally picking at three, the Miami Dolphins, and I thought that Chase would be a good fit with the Dolphins at number three. I think he's an even better fit at number six because you get him a few picks later. Dolphins maneuvered and added some extra picks. So Jamar Chase, you put him in there. Look, they have had high hopes for Preston Williams for a while. You have uh, Devontae Parker. you got all those other guys like uh, Albert Wilson and Jakeem Grant and some of these like gadget-type wide receivers that are not legitimately guys that you can trust to be healthy or productive on a high level. Chase is going to give you a number one. I think Parker's better suited to be that big number two on the outside. And again, they'll probably be more like co-number ones, but Williams just hasn't been able to stay healthy. They like him, but again, you can work Chase on the slot if you use a lot of 11 personnel here. Last year, uh, they didn't really feature a lot of that. Uh, they've had uh, some offensive transition there quite a bit here. Uh, they went uh, to Chan Gailey for a year, so it's... Uh, a mess. Now they have co-offensive coordinators in there trying to figure things out for uh, Tua Tagvola. So third different offense here. So I think you might see more traditional 11 personnel here. They worked in Mike Gusecki, the tight end, a lot at, tight, at uh, those three receiver sets quite a bit out of necessity. But I, I think uh, it makes a lot of sense to have Chase in there when you don't really have that reliable number two or a solid third option. Chase solves both because you can work the slot and really play off the coverage of Devontae Parker really well. So I think Jamar Chase is a great fit there with the Dolphins at number six, and I would expect him to be their top target. And you look at him, I think he has potential to be wide receiver two in that offense, playing off Parker, Tagvalola, growing up a little bit. Again, you'll be a three-target type offense with Parker, uh, Chase, and Gusecki. You go to number seven, I think, with the Detroit Lions, and now you're talking about a wide receiver one territory there with uh, the issues that they have at uh, wide receiver. They just got Brashad Perryman there and Tyrell Williams. Those are their two best veteran receivers. So Chase would step in immediately as the number one in Detroit. There And then uh, another possibility there, if you look uh, past those picks, six, seven, number eight is the Panthers. Could they put him there with Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore? Work in the middle of the field, really help Sam Darnold with three legitimate targets. They did lose Curtis Samuel, so that is not a bad landing spot. But again, the presence of Anderson, the chemistry with Darnold, and more being around makes Chase more wide receiver three in that scenario landing there. Denver, I don't see that being a possibility. They have some other needs. They're probably going to address quarterback. I don't see the Dallas Cowboys uh, taking Jamar Chase at number 10. So as we Devolve from there, I think uh, the best fit here for Jamar Chase is with the Dolphins there, working with Parker and Tugmilola. All right, so there you have a look there at uh, the number one prospect on my board and a lot of boards, Jamar Chase out of LSU at wide receiver. We'll still need to break down the Alabama duo, which we'll do in our next two segments. But I have to remind you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. The improved Built Bar is even delicious, sir, with six new flavors, including caramel brownie, 
cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. That goes along with their 12 great original flavors. Coconut almond, raspberry, German chocolate, peanut butter, banana bread, mint brownie, salted caramel, double chocolate, orange, toffee almond, coconut, and peanut butter brownie. All the bars you get from Bilt Bar covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. Great for the health-conscious guy or gal. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a dessert. And all the Built Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. Great for anyone on a keto diet. Just take one of their new flavors, cookies and cream. Delicious all around. 17 grams protein, 130 calories, only 4 grams sugar, only 4 grams net carbs there for Built Bar. And if you haven't got in on a mixed box here, you got to check it out here. And uh, try all the flavors. That's the best way to get into Built Bar if you haven't tried it. If you have tried it, here's a chance to get back in it with a great deal for you. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCK15 again for 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. We'll be right back here to look at Devonta Smith and his uh, NFL future coming out of Alabama. All right, Devonta Smith is my number two wide receiver. We'll get into uh, his upside and uh, skill set in a moment here and where he could end up. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes of the Locked In Today podcast. Host Peter Wachowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow Locked In Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Devonta Smith, we're up to him and... Uh, I have him on my big board as number six, so I really like him. I and mean, Jalen Waddle's right behind at number seven. There is concern a little bit about the frame of Devonta Smith. He is on the thinner side. We know 170 was his weight uh, pounds wise, six one, so same size as Jamar Chase. I like the speed and quickness, but I like the route running in hands, the technician part of Devonta Smith a lot more. He is a kind of a Jerry Rice old school work ethic. No nonsense, no diva type wide receiver. He's going to put his head down and play. He's not going to bring a lot of attention to himself. So, kind of, yeah, what we saw on the field from Jerry Rice and uh, Marvin Harrison and some of these older school receivers. He's a student of the game, very well polished, studies intensely, kind of is a football guy. He's not going to just, again, he's a team guy. He's going to do whatever the team needs. And uh, again, he had a little bit of an injury scare there in the college football playoff. But you look at him, he can do everything for you on the field. He's the classic number one. And again, some people are going to be drawn off because Chase might have a little bit more explosive nature as well as Waddle. And maybe concerned a little bit about the size of Devonta Smith. But to me, regardless of how you look at it, he's a top three receiver. And I think all three of these guys, by the way, I think are going to have special careers. So just about fitting in the right spot and uh, landing there in the right spot. So I look at uh, Devonta Smith again. I see him as just uh, being a guy that a quarterback trusts all over the field. That's how I look at it. Where Jamar Chase might step into a more complimentary role. That might be better for him at first before he kind of assumes more number one duties. I think Devonta Smith is a natural guy that uh, a quarterback is going to trust immediately. So we went through the landing spots here uh, for... Uh, Jamar Chase, so we don't necessarily have to uh, go through it in the same way. But the Bengals, yeah, same situation. I don't think that's the greatest spot for him. Again, with uh, Higgins and Boyd being there, that uh, you're looking at maybe a wide receiver three at best here for Devonta Smith if he goes number five there. You look at the Dolphins, certainly again, that same situation. 
certainly a wide receiver uh, two there in fantasy football. Then Detroit Lions, again, that seems like the best fit here for Devonta Smith. They lost Kenny Galladay in free agency. They lost Marvin Jones in free agency. They, they're not bringing back Danny Amendola. They need somebody line up all over the field. Jared Goff wants to trust a player that can get open. He likes a technician like Robert Woods or Cooper Cup. So this would be a great landing spot for Devonta Smith. And really, when you look at the way the Lions are built right now, we're not buying into Perryman or Tyrell Williams being a top target here for Goff. You have a new quarterback coming in, so it's not even Matthew Stafford. So basically cleaning house of the passing game with the exception of TJ Hawkinson at tight end. So yeah, Smith is great to compliment Hawkinson as well and, and DeAndre Swift. So short to intermediate passes, that's Jared Goff's wheelhouse. They're officially getting the ball out. So you got that uh, tight end security blanket. You have Swift catching passes out of the backfield. Smith would be a similar technician. So again, not a lot of mouths to feed there right now in Detroit. So clearly Devonta Smith will elevate to number one. Again, uh, with the, the Panthers, if he would land there, I think that's more of a number two status. We mentioned Chase might be number three, but Smith, if they're going to invest that highly in Smith, I think they're going to see him more as the alpha here with Anderson and more and more of the complimentary deep threats. Again, I could see a scenario where the Cowboys maybe go after him. At, at number 11, you have the Giants looming there for uh, his services. Now, less inclined to do so with Kenny Galladay in the mix. They have Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton, but it would not surprise me if the Giants maybe see Rashawn Slater, the offense tackle Northwestern, go if they still go after a wide receiver and just say, look, Darius Slayton's been pretty good. He's been an occasional deep threat, but now we have Galladay who can stretch the field, finish in the red zone. We have Shepard working back in the slot. Let's get that guy we can line all over. So I that would be a little bit of trepidation there because Galladay has proved to be a wide receiver one when healthy. Sterling Shepard is pretty active and has a chemistry with Daniel Jones, so I think that would be a uh, wide receiver three situation there in fantasy for Devonta if he somehow lands the Giants. The Eagles are intriguing at number 12. That is a legitimate landing spot. That's where I thought he was going to go, but for the Eagles that uh, traded with the Dolphins and fell back to number 12. So the Eagles are looking at uh, probably Kyle Pitts if he's available as they try to move Zach Ertz at tight end. But Devonta Smith certainly can be special. We also know the connection with Jalen Hurts. So there's that as uh, Jalen Hurts was at Alabama before he transferred to Oklahoma. Had uh, rave reviews to say about Devonta Smith. They, I, I think they have a similar work ethic and mindset. I think that would be a great combination. So I could see, especially with Jalen Rieger at this point being the Eagles' best receiver, where Devonta could be the number one easily for the Eagles as well as uh, being number one for the Lions. And uh, that would put him in the conversation for a sleeper, wide receiver two with upside, who could turn into wide receiver one, much like we saw Jefferson emerging there, replacing Stephon Diggs in Minnesota a year ago. So Devonta, excited about him. Get a little bit more technician. I said if you're going to go for big play dependent, the average yards per catch, I would say that's going to be more chase. If you're looking at uh, just receptions total, maybe technical route running for touchdowns and uh, racking up uh, catches and uh, getting open and maybe not as much yardage per reception, but still being high volume, I'd say you're looking at Devonta Smith. That's what he did at Alabama, catch a lot of the things thrown his way and constantly was targeted. So Chase, again, complimentary. doesn't need a lot of looks to have a big impact here for his team. But I think both of these guys as being viable as a fantasy football assets here in their rookie seasons and uh, 
We'll see if Waddle kind of has that same appeal as we break him down in our final segment. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football is over for now, but NBA, MLB, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. We know what's uh, heating up there. The Oscars around the corner. You get real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is clearly the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use a mobile device to sign up today. Use the promo code LOCKEDON and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's the promo code LOCKEDON for 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit there at BetOnline. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. We'll be right back here to examine the fantasy prospects of Jalen Waddle in the NFL. All right, I'm excited to still talk about our last of our big three wide receiver prospects here on the show in a moment. I do have to remind you, we're talking draft here and this draft all across the Locked On Network. April 19th through the 26th, listen to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Jason Lacanfora, and Brian Baldinger, our local experts for every team making trades and picking the next stars of their team. Subscribe to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y. All right, here we go in looking into Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle, there's been a very constant, consistent comparison to what Jalen Waddle can do, and that's Tyreek Hill. Just open field, get him in there, use his speed, go blazing fast, make big plays, hit home runs. So, again, I do think he's in play a little bit. I don't think he's going to go to the Bengals there. Although I think he would fit well with the Bengals because that's what they need. Taking against kind of a bigger possession receiver on the outside. Boyd working in the middle of the field. Waddle being able to stretch the field would be special there. I think that would also work with the the Dolphins there. And uh, that would make Parker more of the one. And I think uh, with Waddle, I think that drops him down to more of a three because he's more occasional and we would need to see the settling of Tua Tagovola. But there's definitely a chemistry there. So if two ends up with Smith or Waddle, there's some established uh, stuff there that could work the same way it does with Hertz and either of these receivers. So that is going to be an immediate jump to their values if they can land with Tua, either one of these guys, Smith or Waddle. So, yeah, I, I think there's a possibility Waddle can end up in all those spots here. The, the, the Lions, I think, looking at the profile of Waddle, he's a big play waiting to happen. We know that. He does uh, have some of the elements of Kenny Galladay making those home run threats and being able to uh, vertically get deep here, but he doesn't necessarily have this complete size that they're looking for more of a kind of versatile slot option. They do have room for that without Amendola, but again, I don't think he's necessarily the best way for the Lions to go in this draft at number seven. Again, we'll see about the Panthers. It's a possibility, but I don't see it as much because Moore and Anderson are kind of very similar receivers where they can be Long, deep threats for them at number eight. Again, number nine, the Broncos, I just don't see them going wide receiver in any form. We're not seeing uh, the Cowboys go there after getting Lamb in last year's draft. The Giants, again, are a possibility if they want to look at Waddle still as an upgrade here to Slayton on the outside as that big play threat to complement what uh, Galladay and Shepard can do and really kind of push it with Daniel Jones a little bit more. Third. Gene is a possibility with the Chargers, but let's look at 12 first with the Eagles. 
again, uh, that's a great situation ending up there. They do have Jalen Rieger from last year's draft, however. They could have a Jalen Rieger and Jalen Waddle and Jalen Hurts. Yeah, it certainly could happen. But I think having Rieger maybe make them pivot to a different type of wide receiver. And again, they're locked in more to Kyle Pitts, the tight end, to replace Ertz. Then I could see the Eagles going after a bigger wide receiver in a later round. 13 to the Chargers is where Jalen Waddell's current home is in my latest mock draft, the seven-rounder up there for sporting news. I warmed up to this one. I wasn't quite sure that he was the right fit for the Chargers because the Chargers, what? They lost uh, Hunter Henry and didn't really replace him. They got Jared Cook. That's not going to do it long-term at tight end. At offensive tackle, they still have a void uh, at the left side. Uh, they have Brian Balaga for the right side, but you had uh, their investment go to Corey Lindsley, their Matt Filer and Ode Bushi for their offensive line in the interior. So they're looking for that offensive tackle so they could look a little bit at Rashawn Slater if he slips past the Giants here. But I do like the Giants to go after Slater. I do like uh, the Eagles at least to get pits if the Cowboys don't jump on him before. Another team picking inside the top 10. So, Jalen Waddle is lining up pretty nicely for the Chargers, and that's a great spot for him. Now, I know they're changing offenses here. Stane Steichen and Anthony Lynn are gone. Here, you're bringing in Joe Lombardi and uh, that style of offense here. But I still see that uh, it's a, a situation where, look, we want to... Uh, get this offense going vertical with uh, Justin Herbert in the big arm. They really didn't uh, uh, say, look, we're going to reel him in and rein him in as a quarterback. They were aggressive, and they threw to guys like Taron Johnson and and uh, Jalen Guyton downfield and tried to stretch it. And Mike Williams hit a few home runs we saw as well. But Mike Williams, not so reliable, gets injured all the time. I think he's better as like a big possession guy where I think Waddle has some potential in the slot as well, which is appealing there for the Chargers if they want to go that direction. But they can also put him on the outside, make some big plays. He complements what Keenan Allen does. Keenan Allen is an absolute technician. He's going to get open all the time on the shorter to intermediate routes there to help in the red zone. Waddle is that home run threat they're looking for. So, yeah, they've had some promise from Guyton and Johnson and Williams when healthy, but... Getting Waddle in the mix changes the game. And again, how you look at it, the Chargers will be less reliant on throwing to the tight end. Jared Cook is not going to move the noodle. They were really reliable when throwing to the tight end a lot last year. Hunter Henry had a lot of underwhelming games, pretty much, as we thought, okay, either the rookie quarterback was going to go for the security blanket. No, they were very aggressive. So you figure they're going to keep that mindset after what Herbert did, throwing the ball deep and, and stretching the field. So Waddle makes a ton of sense there. So... When you look at it right now, you got the vacated targets by Hunter Henry. I don't think Jared Cook is going to get a lot. You can't trust Williams to be around and make a lot of plays here for you. So, again, Jalen Waddle steps into a very intriguing wide receiver two upside situation there if he goes through the uh, charter. So, a lot of other places, the big playmaker, he's a wide receiver three. But I think he's number two with the bullet, wide receiver two with a bullet here for fantasy football should he land with the charter. So, Again, I, Eagles has a potential of wide receiver one, but I don't see that happening as much. Lions certainly gives them that potential as well. Those are the two landing spots for any of these receivers that can push them all the way into the top 12, top 20 at worst with their production. And here, again, you have to consider the charge uh, kind of position with Allen. So, again, 
wide receiver two, but a lot of a uh, big play upside. So you look at it very similarly to this. Justin Jefferson going to the Vikings with Adam Thielen. You had a lot of touchdowns and production from Adam Thielen, and you got it done that way. Jefferson was the field stretching guy, yardage guy, and got it done that way. So, and we saw you can be a wide receiver too, doing that even if the touchdowns don't come necessarily in bunches. So, excited about all three. Again, all three are viable to me immediately as rookies. Very worst with a floor of wide receiver three in whatever situation they land up here. And I think they'll all be gone. I'll be shocked if all of them are not gone in the top 13. If they last beyond that, then, well, we'll see how that plays out. But, uh, yeah, look at some teams picking after. I mean, you could look at the Arizona Cardinals, the New England Patriots, the Minnesota Vikings, the Las Vegas Raiders kind of looming there, maybe looking for some wide receiver help. But I don't think they're going to get the chance there but again i am excited about all three of their futures they'll get it done in different ways they'll produce one will do it with more big plays one will do it with the volume and receptions one will do it more with the touchdowns but how are you slicing i think these three are going to be around for a long time making plays they're going to live up to the hype i know we've had a lot of first round disappointments there especially in the high level for wide receivers but i don't see that these guys are all hard workers they're all come from good programs with good pedigree. They're going to get it done in the NFL and in fantasy football. So definitely add these three more receivers to add to your list of uh, viable receivers you're going to draft with starting potential here in 2021. So, uh, yeah, we looked at those receivers. Uh, we'll continue looking at wide receivers. We'll eventually get to running backs and tight ends. But we'll kind of look at the rest of the impact wide receivers that you want to keep an eye on. On my big board that I'm uh, looking at, top 100, uh, maybe potential landing spots for some of these guys that can really have an impact. And maybe some guys that uh, may be stuck without a good spot here and uh, may not produce as much. So, But these are the big three for sure for a reason. And, uh, again, I can't wait to see them in their NFL uniforms, and we'll do that certainly on April 29th. Thanks so much for listening to this edition of Lockdown Fantasy Football. If you missed our quarterbacks analysis, we have two shows up there. And we'll continue here uh, looking at the rest of the wide receivers. We'll get into running backs. We'll get into tight ends. And uh, eventually we'll circle back and uh, examine my mock draft, what teams are thinking there at each spot in the first round. So good stuff all around. This has been Vinny Iyer for Lockdown Fantasy Football. Have a great day. See you tomorrow.